Bible's Healing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The present truth, the preceding word of God is by which every man lives by. For every man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, Paul spoke and said that as you seek a truth of Christ speaking through me. Now, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, 1 John 1, 7. Then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But that is predetermined or predicated upon if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Now, Jesus is now in that light. That man has entered into that light, which no other man can approach or see nor can see. He is a blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6, 15, 16. He is an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. He is that blessed and only potentate, the Almighty, who only has immortality, dwelling in the light, that is, housing permanently in that light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. Jesus is that spirit. That second Adam has been made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15.45. How important is it for salvation for our souls to know the present truth walking in obedience to this present life? Well, it's everything. It's life. And all life should be manifest or is in Jesus Christ. That's the reason for the particular growth from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We can't say, well, when we're born again, that's it. There's no higher glory. But that we are to grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth. Now, faith is the substance of things, so far, the evidence of things not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. And the revelation of Jesus Christ in these last days that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, the servants of God that are obedience unto righteousness, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. These things are the things of faith. It's the present truth of the word of God. It is the proceeding word, not a Pentecost revelation. Not a half egg of beaten olive oil that was in the sanctuary, speaking of the Pentecostal age. But this is golden oil, straight from the throne room of God. But to get that, to get that oil, we must be entered into that within the veil in this last day truth of the word in present truth. We see that in Revelation 12. There was a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with a sun. That woman is the church. It is not Mary. It's not the nation of Israel. It is the church. We see that in Revelation 12. At the end of the chapter where it says, The remnant of her seed. Who are they? Those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those that keep the commandments of God are the ones that love God. 
And those that have the testimony of Jesus have the faith of Jesus, knowing those things which must shortly come to pass. This was what was sent and signified by his angel unto John, Revelation 1, verse 1. That signified is the seal. It is the sign of Tav. It's the signet, which is Zerubbabel. You are my signet. That's got too. Who is Zerubbabel? It is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel in Zechariah 4. And this, that says to Zerubbabel, there in Zechariah, that this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. His hands have laid the foundation of the temple, and his hands shall certainly finish it. Who is this Zerubbabel? Well, the root Zerubbabel in Haggai 2 is the signet. It is the sign. It is the sealing. Not only is it the ones that are being sealed, but Zerubbabel is the signet itself. Now, there's a revelation because not only are we the ones that's going to be sealed through that word of God, will they be one with the word, and that is the instrument that God will use for the revelation of Jesus to all the world, for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. It's the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19.10. When John came upon a man that he knew this was the Lord, he was going to bow down to worship him. He said, see, thou doest it not. Why? Because the man's not God, but looked like Jesus, walked like Jesus, talked like Jesus. It had the very image of Jesus Christ. Well, we're all called for that. Whom it did foreknow? Them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those that he predestinated, them he called. And we know many call few chosen. There's another crossroad. And them that he called, them he also justified. Justification by faith. And them that he justified, them he also glorified. The final step in glory glorified to be conformed to the very image of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what we right now in the present truth in this proceeding word of God are called for. Nothing less is going in. Somebody said, well, I thought if you're saved and you're a newborn baby, that's all there is to it. Well, we find that John states in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12-14, that he starts about the word of God to the little children, not to babies. The newborn babe desires the sincere miracle of the word they may grow thereby. But he's not addressing the baby because it is assumed they have grown up from babies to little children. So he starts with the little children, writing to the church. I write to you, little children, because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. 
<clears throat> those are little children. They're not full grown, but they do have the revelation that Jesus Christ is God, that he is the father of glory, that there is only but one spirit, and Jesus, the Lord, is that spirit. Is that full grown? No. Then what's the next step? Well, we go from little children to young men. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. Well, that's what we see in Revelation the second and the third chapter, which are the overcomers. That's what God is doing now in the body of Christ to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. What does that mean to us? It means that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the only true God in eternal life, are seeking those that will come to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ unto full maturity. These young men are higher glory than newborn babies or little children. We must hear for the time to come. We must be walking in the light as he's in the light. Then and only then do we have fellowship one with another, blood flow within the body and the members of Christ. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. That blood then has to be in the present truth for a proceeding word of God in that proceeding truth that cleanses us minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. If we're not in the present truth, and we're holding on to something that happened there in the past. Well, we were born again, and we think that's it. Not realizing that we must grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth. And that is the lie that Satan has told the body of Christ. That you're once saved, you're always saved. Don't worry and think about even going higher. Because that's not essential. It's not necessary. And certainly, you don't have to read the Word of God to find the will of God. If you're saved, well, that's fine. God is love. And he's, he's saved you. And you're born again of the water and the Spirit in John 3. And as Peter stated in Acts 2, 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. The promises unto you and to your children, to a many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Most of the denominational church world have not even heeded to be born again according to the scriptures. They have been taught that you just ask Jesus to come into your heart and you're saved, which is a lie. Oh, it's repentance. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. It's not salvation. It works repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. It's repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Your sins are only remitted by being buried with Jesus in baptism. That's stated in Romans 6, 1 through 6. It's stated again in Colossians 2, 10 through 12. All through the book of Acts, 
no one ever was baptized Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They were not baptized in the name of the Father. The name of the Father is Jesus. John 17 states that. Jesus praying to the Father said, Oh, Holy Father, I have manifested your name, not my name, your name. That name, Jesus, is the Father's name. Jehovah is salvation. And when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem on the coat, the fowl of an ass, they said, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? The name of the Lord God Almighty, Jesus. There, the name of the Father, we are to be baptized in, and of the Son. Notice, the name is singular, Matthew 28, 28 19. Go into all the world, teaching them to observe all things, all truth, all faith, whatsoever I have commanded you. Jesus is the word and everything and these great and precious promises given to us that we would be made partakers of his divine nature through the, these exceedingly great and precious promises and escape the corruption of the world through lust. We have to be conformed, not to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. That can only happen by staying in and seeking God with all of our heart, diligently seeking the Lord our God. Very few do that. They think, well, I go to church, and I've said the sinner's prayer. I've repented, or I've asked Jesus to come into my heart, and the preacher said, I'm saved. I felt different. Well, of course, you repent, you're going to feel that one step in God that you have made a step toward God. But that's not born again. In John 3, we must be sure that we are born again according to the Word of God. And to be born again is born of the water and the Spirit. Jesus, when he was on the cross, long enough spear pierced Jesus' side, and forthwith there came water and blood. Not blood only, but water and blood the birth of the church. We're born of his bone, flesh of his flesh. But we must be born again, as Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Very few understand that. Well, Nicodemus said, How is a man that is old enter the second time to his mother's womb? He thought it was a natural birth, not a spiritual one. Well, Jesus said, that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit, or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, Peter had that revelation. He was given the keys of the kingdom in Matthew 16. He had the revelation of Christ, the Son of God, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He stated, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, and not reveal this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. Changed his name because of that revelation. And upon this rock I will build my church. That rock is a revelation of Christ. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loosed on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. 
on the day of Pentecost, he must be the preacher because he has the keys to the kingdom. Well, the day of Pentecost fully come. Not one day late, not one day early. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one mind and one accord, and suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Twelve tongues of fire set on each one of them, appeared, and they could see it. And cloven tongues of fire as it sat on each one of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave the utterance, baptized with the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 4. Well, then they were pricked in their heart. And they said, Acts 2 37, Men and brethren, what must we do? What do we have to do? Peter, having the keys to the kingdom said exactly what has to be done to be born again. The key is given to the Apostle Peter. He said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name, not father. Father's not a name. Not son. Son's not a name. And not Holy Ghost. That is not the name. What is the name? of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Peter had that revelation. He knew what Jesus meant when he stated in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, Go ye unto all the world, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. One singular name. And along with you always until the end of the world. Amen. Well, that name of the Father is Jesus. What's the name of the Son? Well, no one will refute the name of the Son is Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. Hebrew origin. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? John 16, I'll send the Holy Ghost in my name. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus. There are three different Offices are functions of that one spirit. Father's administrative office of that spirit is the creator. Jesus is that creator. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, all things were made by him. Whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things were made by Jesus Christ. Well, he is the word. The Word is the expression office of that Spirit. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is that Spirit. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him was life. And the life of the light of man. Well, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, Eight, Allah, Tav. Ashermayim, Bayat, Hayertz. Seven Hebrew words. That middle word is the Alav Tav. It is the Hebrew ABC theory, which is the longest chapter in your Bible in Psalm 119. The Alav is the first letter of the Hebrew ABC theory, and it is the sign of an ox, which is the Almighty has eight verses under it because eight is a new beginning. It is the number of new beginnings of Jesus, the first begotten from the dead, 
supremus in all things, the first beginning of the creation of God. He is the Father of glory. Then Beth, or Beth, second letter of the Hebrew ABC theory. There's another eight verses, and under that, the second letter. Jesus is that house of God, that tabernacle with us, God with us. Gamal. Here again, we have the third letter of the Hebrew ABC theory. And eight verses and under it, all the way through the end of the ABC theory of the Hebrew through the Tav. Eight verses and under each letter. All of these attributes are the attributes of God Almighty, that he is the Lord, Jehovah God. He's Elohim El Shaddai, and these are all of his attributes that are summarized in 22 letters of the ABC theory of the Hebrew. Eight under each one is the new beginnings. Iesus, Jesus in the Greek, has a Bible numeric in Gematria of 888, the only proper name in the Word of God that has a Gematria of 888. Now, everyone knows that the mark of the beast, the number of a name, <clears throat> the mark of the beast is the number of his name, and let him that hath wisdom count the number of the beast. It's the number of a man. And his number is 600, three score, and six. Well, we know 600, three score, and six is not 888. It comes very short, and it is the mark of the beast of this Antichrist which is 600. It's not written as uh, 603 score and 6, but written key, Z, stigma, Greek letters. Key, C-H-I. That has a numeric value of 600. John wrote, then the second, Z-X-I, has a numeric value of 60. Then Z, stigma, Six has a numeric value of six, the number of man. What does that mean? He, the stigma, 603 score and six. Well, it's certainly not 888, which are those that are called by the name of Jesus or marked by that name and are in him and the whole family of God in heaven and earth is named that name. But we do not take on that mark of the beast because we are sealed by that name, the Word of God, 888. But there are stages of growth. We must grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth. We don't understand it in one day. It is a progression. Line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. And God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the body of Christ. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. We have to understand that. We must know that. The Lord Jesus is that spirit. Not spirit man, not God man, but is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. When you understand that, that Jesus always has been and always will be God, the Spirit, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. 
Now you're getting into the doctrine of Christ, and that is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and it's only revealed to those of a pure heart. And then we're sealed after we have received that word of God, which Jesus is the word. After we have received the word of God that we have set to our seal, the testimony that God gave of his son, that is the father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. The son of God is the father revealed that God gave that testimony of his son, the witness of his son, that we have set to our seal that God is true. It is the son of God is the father revealed. That is not another spirit, the same exact spirit of God and is not a trinity. And that's what the mark of the beast reveals. Key, Z, stigma. Key is Christ. It is a Bible numeric of 600. 600 is the number of warfare. We see those 600 chariots there of gold of Solomon. We see that 600 there is the, the spirit of God, Christ, the spirit. Then stigma is the number of man in the original Bible numeric stigma means to stick, to puncture, to puncture, to mark. And that is key stigma, Christ. Well, that's Jesus Christ is come in the flesh revealed in a body there in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah is our salvation. Emmanuel, God with us, becoming one of us. One of us, our kinsman, redeemer. Well, God himself made himself of no reputation. That's Jesus. And God and out robbery to be equal with God in every attribute. But he made himself of no reputation. He had to have a man. Couldn't find one, so he became that man. That's Isaiah 59.16, Isaiah 6.3.5. Our God became that man. Because he could not find one. Because all that sin comes short of the glory of God. None good, no, not one. All were conceived in sin, shaping in iniquity. So God made his own body of flesh and blood, Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Spirit, and my servant whom I have chosen, that's the man, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he, the Lord is that man. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer. And goes on to say the Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. There's no such thing as the Holy Trinity. But we've been duped. We've been uh, given these ecumenical councils, these synods that were straight out lies. Now God, through his judgment, are revealing who he is to get us to turn to him, the true Lord. Come and let us return to the Lord because through his judgments, he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. It's the judgments of God to get us to turn to him, not to destroy us, but to get us to him, the true revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto us servants things that must shortly come to pass. These are 
the words of the book of this prophecy. It's the revelation of Jesus. Jesus is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Where are we now? Well, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of the liberty. The law of the liberty of life in Christ Jesus is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If we walk in that light, if we keep that leading of the Holy Ghost in obedience under righteousness, that walking in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We will not be conformed to this world. We will be transformed as children of God. And the whole creation moans and groans in pain to be delivered. Delivered to what? The glorious liberty of the sons of God. And not only they, all creation, but we ourselves, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, do groan within ourselves. Why? Waiting for the adoption, still ahead, still future, to wit, which is the redemption of our bodies. Our vile body being transformed, changed into the likeness of his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. That's what we're all called for in this high calling of God in Christ Jesus, that we will reign and rule with Christ as kings and priests and reign with the Lord a thousand years. That's still ahead. It's prophecy still yet to be fulfilled. And uh, the eschatology, the study of these last day events. But in these latter days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having a conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding the bearing of sins from each with God, and sanctified by the word of God in prayer, seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, man-made doctrines. So what's the work of God? Well, in Hebrews 12, Paul stated very simply that in the days of Moses, he shook the earth. He literally came down on Mount Sinai and the mountain burned with fire and smoke and the Lord descended upon Sinai. The shofar, the trumpet, waxed louder and louder. And as it did, the people entreated Moses. Moses, you hear God's word and bring it to us, lest we hear it and die. And Moses even himself said, I exceedingly fear and quake. There God had shook the earth. But we find in the last days, the days that we're living in, that God will not shake the earth only. Yet once more, God hath promised, yes, yet once more, God shakes not only the earth, but also heaven. Never seen anything like this. Never seen anything. Won't be natural acts of God. Not just hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes. It's going to be far, far greater. Matter of fact, it's going to be shockingly, radically a new thing. For those that have an ear to hear, they will be established in the present truth. The ones that do not have an ear to hear will be lost. Because with God, it's all or nothing. Take heed how you hear. The same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. And you'll have the more.
but him that hath not. You don't hear the present proceeding word of God, the present truth, and this last day word that God is speaking now through his spirit, Christ in you, the Holy Ghost. Take heed how you hear, because of him that hath not, you won't hear it. God said, I'll take away that even which you have. With God, it's all or nothing. We're in a new thing. We're in a proceeding word of God. Uh, God doing a new thing, a new wine, and we must make ourselves new wineskins uh, because if we hold to the old store and think, well, we've already got it. We're safe, sanctified, and on our way to heaven, and we don't hear for this time to come. God said that old wine, when you try to put it in the new wineskins, the wineskin will burst and it will perish. What a sad state of affairs. All we had to do was hear the proceeding word of God, present truth, walk in it, believe it, and it would be imputed to us for righteousness, through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. That's where we are now. In Transmerican, that's Africa. After preaching in a Messiah tribal church in that small town, coming out there, I had a visitation of the Lord, and I've only had three visitations of the Lord in my whole, well, actually, that was the fourth one in my entire 50 years of ministry. And it was radical. And the Lord came down on me in a visitation, and there, under the power of the Holy Ghost, for about two hours having visions and whatever. The, but the bottom line was, God said, seal my people by my word. Not of anything of Brother Beard. Uh, all we do is pop the rag, shine your shoes. We're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. He that's grace in the kingdom of God, be servant of all. Well, it's not of our righteousness or any of our holiness that God did it, but for his name's sake. We have nothing to glory in. We, if we preach the word of God, we have nothing to glory in. But woe be unto us if we preach not this word, being obedient to the call of God and his word. And the Holy Ghost, uh, the Lord Jesus said, Tell my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. That was it. Now, that was on the 19th of January, 2019. It's been over three years. We've been doing podcasts. We have 75% of the people downloading are in America and Europe. We need to hear from you. We need to come together. I'm not talking about a local church body. I'm talking about the church, the first assembly of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. I'm talking about the true body of Christ coming together in one mind and one accord, speaking the same things in faith. And this is upon us now. God is doing it. And in this last days, God said, I will do a new thing that's never, ever been done before. Hebrews 12, Paul states it. For the Lord hath promised yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Never been done before. Why? That all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Every man-made doctrine 
will be destroyed, shaken, removed. That those things of faith that cannot be shaken may remain. The remnant of her seed that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 12. God's doing that now. Then he said, seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, what's happening now? Because the evil men of seducers is waxing worse and worse. We're seeing that throughout the nations, coming more and more against the precepts, commandments, and statutes of God, that God increases his judgments. When evil comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against it. And he's doing it now. And as it goes and becomes more and more prevalent, and iniquity abounding, the love of many waxing cold, then we're going to see that God, in and during that time, will seal his people for the last work of the ministry that we must receive the sealing of God which is the word of God, not just one part of it, but all of it, all truth, all things of faith, growing up into Jesus in all things that were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Because we that have built this house, we have dig deep. We went through the different sand doctrines of man you got to dig deep. Don't build that house upon the sand because it's shifting. Doctrines of men, man-made doctrine. God said, I'll do away with it. There, Jesus said, I liken him to a wise man. That dig deep. Go through all that sandy doctrines of men, rudiments of this world, vain philosophy. Lay it aside. They call themselves wise become fools. Dig that deep and dig it deep till you found that rock, that revelation of Christ, that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, the ones that know the truth. For in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What is that mystery of God and the Father and of Christ? Well, God is Christ, is the Father. In him, one, one man, him, in him are hid. What did he hide? John 16 said, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. Why was that hidden? Because only those that have a pure heart will see it. It's a mystery of God and the Father of Christ, Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. We have to have the full acknowledgement and understanding of this mystery. It's a revelation of Jesus. He is the Christ. He is the Father. There's only one body, one spirit in whom you are calling, one hope of your calling, one faith, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. The Father of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that man, Christ Jesus, has been made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. He is the Father of glory that made himself of no reputation took on him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. 
Jesus stated that. John 2, 19, destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Romans 1, 3, and 4 states that Jesus is declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit. How? By the resurrection from the dead. He rose his own body from the dead. There's not three, there's not two, there's not a oneness doctrine. It's the doctrine of Christ, the Jesus-only doctrine, the blessed and only potentate who only hath immortality. Dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see, but the man Christ Jesus did, and it is set down with the Father, not around it, but in that throne, Revelation 3.21. Somebody said, well, why did he set him at the right hand of God? Ephesians 1. He said him, S-I-T, set down at the right hand of God to usward. That's where he made a place for us. Do we, we all, the body of Christ, are made to sit together in heavenly places. Do you have an ear to hear? Do you want this word, the present truth of the word of God? This sealing that is required to be able to stand in the last days for the whoa, 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 by be, by be unto the earth by the reason of the other three angels which are yet to sound? The devil coming down to you having great wrath without the seal, there's no way that the body of Christ, we will stand. But God is faithful. He is sealing those now that have an ear to hear. And because we have turned away from God, because we have lifted up the governments of man and forgot God, and that says very very uh, pointedly, if my people which are called by my name, called by the name of Jesus, how did you get that name? Baptized in the name of Jesus, have put on Christ. This means you've been baptized into him. Well, you've been told baptism has nothing to do with it. This means you've been baptized into Christ, put on Christ, and called by his name. Well, if my, if my people which are called by my name, you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water. You have then received his spirit, Christ in you. You're born of the spirit. Now you're called by the name of Jesus. And my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and do what? Seek my face. What is the face of God? Well, many do not understand that. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. There's four faces there of a lion, man, ox, and eagle. The gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There he is, Jesus declared to be the Lion of the tribe of Judah in Matthew. The Gospel according to Matthew. He is the perfect man in the Gospel of Mark. More miracles there than any other of the Gospels. He is the suffering servant, the ox, in the Gospel according to Luke. And he is the eagle in the Gospel according to John. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, that is the the Lord Jesus Christ manifests in the flesh, and that is the cherubim in Genesis 3, 24, capital C, set at the east end of the garden of God along with a flaming sword, turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C. Now, God has called us to be the living creatures. The Zoe, the Revelation 4 and 5 
beast before the throne of God. Maybe set together in heavenly places. That used to you and me if we reach that higher level of glory. Not little children. Certainly not newborn babes. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Yes, Paul stated that in Hebrews 5. Well, then, what about the little children? No, the children of the kingdom will be cast out. God got to grow up in him and all things. And that's the reason why God will take the fathers and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers because Jesus is coming back for a glorious church without spot, without blemish. Perfect in honorable ways. That, that has made herself ready. as a perfect, spotless, blameless bride of Christ. Well, nothing else is going by doing the will of God. Well, it's certainly not little children. Well, how about young men? Well, the young men, word of God is stronger than them. They've overcome the wicked one. But that's not the ones they're cub, they're grown. But They've overcome the wicked one. They know the will of God. They know the voice of God, but they're still a step higher. We see them in Revelation 2 and Revelation, the third chapter, that these are the overcomers. And the Lord has found their works perfect. Then they go there to Revelation 7. And the four winds drove upon the great sea, and they were going to hurt. The land, the sea, and the trees that said, hurt them not until we seal the servants of our God in their foreheads. That's the mind of Christ. And I heard the number of them that were sealed. They were sealed, 144,000. Now he changes the order to the tribes. We'll get into that. Tune into the podcast. Total different order of the tribes uh, that we see according to that in Habakkuk. They're in the oak to the tribes, as stated in Moses' song, Deuteronomy 33, and the, the, what we see in Jacob over the 12 tribes uh, there in Genesis 49. It's a wonderful, beautiful word that he's going to do, and it's a consumption decreed upon all the inhabitants of the land, the consuming fire. Without that seal, we will not be able to stand. But God's doing it now. Who's being sealed? Well, the servants of God in their forehead and the number of them sealed, he did not write 144,000. He wrote equivalent in the English R, 100, M, 40, D, 4. Why did he write that? Because that is the work of the Holy Ghost, east, eastward in the word of God, and the east wind is always the work of the Holy Ghost. That's the east wind. Eurycladon. Your Eurycladon your is the east wind that you see in the book of Acts. It's also the east wind that we see in Job. We also see that east wind splitting the Red Sea, the Reed Sea. It is a, a dry wind, a wilderness wind, not to fan nor to purge. It's God's wind. And this R-M-D is that east, eastward move of the Holy Ghost, thousand. R-M-D, thousand, 144,000. What is thousand? Well, Psalm 8, Canticles 8. What is that thousand? Solomon, you must have a thousand. 
He hath a vineyard in Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. Solomon, you must have a thousand. Perfected glory. Thousand is perfected glory. That's the reason why that all the lineage of Adam never lived to a thousand years. Adam, 930. There with uh, uh, Methuselah, 969. Lamech, 777 years. No one lived to a thousand because that's perfected glory. That's the reason it would be a thousand year millennial reign for the promises to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for the covenant that was made with the fathers, small l, small case l, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, etc. There will be a millennial reign. But we, in Micah 4, will be gods or judges and reigning over those tribes there of Israel in the earth when all nations are blessed in Israel during the millennial we will walk in the name of the Lord our God, capital G-O-D, but the nations of them that are saved during the millennial will walk in the names of their gods, judges. And that is 1 Corinthians 6, where we will, the body of Christ will judge angels in that dispensation of the kingdom of God. That's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We can't miss that. We have to be there. We have to be sealed for that. And that is uh, that 144,000 perfected glory. And we find that in Song 8. Solomon, you must have a 1,000. All the keepers of the vineyard, 200. 200 for the apostles, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for the teacher, for the perfecting of the saints. And each one being 200, insufficient in itself, because 200 is the number of insufficiency. Because Philip and Andrew said, I suppose that 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient to feed all of these in multiplying the fishes and the loaves. God's doing it now to them that have an ear to hear. Where are you? Where are we in the body of Christ? Are we doing the will of God? Well, I put this as a challenge to you that give me a call if God is dealing with you and you felt the Holy Ghost. You felt a witness in your spirit with the Holy Ghost that it is the truth we need and I'm begging you that we must come together. Call me, message me, however I will get in contact with you. We're taking the world right now for Jesus. Somebody said that's an awful big statement. Yes, it is. Not us, but God through us. The Lord's doing it now. Over a 1,000 ministers in Africa alone and another, almost that much in India right now, not counting Pakistan. You're begging us to come to Pakistan, the ones there. You're, you're listening to the messages. You're bringing it to your churches. You're coming out of the Trinity. You're coming into the one God, Jesus, only doctrine of Christ. Wonderful. But there's more. We have to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Full grown. Those are the ones that, that in Hebrews 5 are weaned from the milk and they are on the meat of the word of God who have their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. That's what we're called. Don't procrastinate. Don't think, well, uh, we've got plenty of time. The God's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear. You have to be moved on by the Holy Ghost. If we can't do this in the flesh, it's got to be done in the Spirit of God.
If God's moving on you, then give me a call. This is consuming fire that will hit the earth in this strange work. God bring to pass his act is strange act. Doing his work is strange work. Judgment late to the line. Righteousness to the plummet. To show and reveal the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. The only true God in eternal life, and there's not another. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, almighty, the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere God almighty of Jesus Christ. He is it. And the Son of God has come and given us the understanding of him that is true. We are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God, the Jesus-only doctrine. The only true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. 1 John 5, 20. This is what God is doing now. It is the new thing that is a radical change from Pentecost. Need to hear from you. We love there to receive your phone call. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Long Beach, Texas, zip code 75606. Or call me. Many of you are calling now. Please leave a message. I'll get back to you, I promise. You have my word. Plus one. That is the nation code, the national code. Plus one, 903-746-4885. Don't procrastinate. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. And we will come together and work together in the work of the ministry for our Lord Jesus Christ. Or you can email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. There'll be other books shown at the end of this podcast and video that we're doing that will allow you to become part and an active role with us in reaching the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.